On the paper chase. She say this her cut like a tape of fade. I'm, 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 I'm the bomb grenade. Never perpetrate. What's going on, everybody? This is After Hours Live with Man K. This is your host, Tay Wiggs. And your co-host, Mark Senior. Man, first and foremost, before we get started, you know, we lost someone that we truly know. We know we want to send our uh, condolences out to the Cephas and Harper's family. Um, we lost a good friend in Justin. So we're going to have a moment of silence for a second. All right. All right. R.I.P. Justin. That's the person that, uh, that we was talking about, Justin on the pod that just was going on now. He's the guy that normally opened up in our uh, production with the music. So he does a lot of mm -hmm. our, our music for our song. So, yep. so that's a dear friend. He's like a brother to me. Uh, I talk to him a lot, even to his ending days. Um, I know he want me to, to keep going on what I'm doing. I'm still putting his music up on our, uh, on our podcast. We always show love. Like I said, man, that guy never, he never had an angry bone in his body. As long as I've been knowing him, I met him through Mark. You know, he just uh, he was just a young a young guy who was you know who had a, who had great personality. Um, once also send my condolences not not to his family but also to his girlfriend. They just had a baby girl too as well. Oh wow! So, I didn't even know that myself. So we definitely want to send, um, share my love and send all that out. So we're gonna jump right into it. Anything you want to say about that, Marcus? Uh, you know, I didn't know uh, Justin extremely well. Um, you know, he came around, you know, around the time where I moved uh, to Columbus. Mm -hmm. um, but, all, you know, the, the, from the time I met him, um, and, you know, the, until now, he's, like you said, nothing but positivity. He always supported the podcast. Oh, whenever yes. I, you know, whenever I would put out the link for the pod, he would retweet it. He would, you know, you know, give his feedback on it. Um, you know, and he supplied us with the intro, you know, so big shout out to him for that. Um, it's just sad that, you know, he had to pass away. Um, so, you know, like I said, condolences to his family, prayers up, you know. Oh, yeah. Them up. Now, anticipated, you know, all the media out there be talking about the, about the trades going on in the NBA. And I just want to put our two cents in. When you heard about some of these trades going down, like like PJ Tucker or these guys moving around, and it's, it's like one of the biggest trades and movement, what in, a, in NBA history. You talk about between forty-one to forty-two guys has been traded. Right. Yeah, some is there, but some have lost their job too. Some is still out there. Some got cut. Mm -hmm. So the team everybody's talking about now is the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Monsters. The Brooklyn Monsters. <laughs> You got you already had a three-hitted beast in Kyrie Irving. You're looking at that, a three-point shootout champion, an NBA champion, Olympic gold medalist. Now you go to Kevin Durant, right? Kevin Durant, two-time finals MVP, a three-time scoring champion, you know, another Olympic gold medalist. Then you go, then you go to James Harden, six man of the year, MVP, another Olympic gold medalist. According to him, he the MVP this year too. He the MVP this year. Y'all don't look. Y'all don't follow me on the Tay Wigs, man. On my IG, man. I made a little spoof about that before I jumped on the air. But you looking at that? You look, you looking at Blake Griffin, a dunk champion. Marcus Aldridge, another big man. I mean, seven they, time, eight time All Star, something like that. Yes. So you know, between them, now listen to this. This is the crazy number. Forty one NBA players was traded. Just those five guys alone. Been to 42 All Stars. <laughs> so we look at a number like that. 
And you know, people thought, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge is not the same Lamarcus Aldridge. Still serviceable. He's not the same. He's not Portland Trailblazers, Lamarcus. But still, you get that veteran presence. That, that veteran presence. He don't mm-hmm. have to go out there and get you twenty five and fifteen. Not anymore. I mean, now with, with all those people you just named, you can just go out there and, and get a cool fourteen. Yeah, right. just be big. Fourteen, spread the four. They're gonna be a dangerous team because the Marcus Aldridge can't hit the three. He can't. He can't put you in the post. Mm-hmm. Just like Kevin Durant can put you in the post. Blake can put you in the post. Even James Harden can post up a little bit. So we're not we're not even talking about the other guys that they have on that bench. You still got Joe Harris knocked down three. Mm-hmm. One, and the people are talking about him as that like that. He leads to NBA in three point field goal percentage. I think he's shooting like forty three or forty two percent. Wow. So then you got Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff, still give you that presence. You know he's a journeyman. Mm-hmm. You know DeAndre Jordan just as good as his last game, but it's still the presence that they give you out there on that floor. So, Marcus, when you sure. look at this Brooklyn Nets team with Steve Nash as the head coach, Mike D'Antoni's assistant coach, and as well, you got a Marius Myers as the bigs coach. Now, everybody keeps saying that this team will have trouble scoring and finding a way to get others involved. I, say, I disagree to that. How do you feel about the statement I've been hearing or that you've been saying on some of the social media outlets? Uh, they definitely ain't going to have no trouble scoring. It, they may have trouble stopping other teams from scoring. For sure, for sure. Uh, but is it, are they, you know, what some of the outlets are saying is, are they all going to mesh together? Right. And I don't know. I mean, that's a left to be seen. Um, so far they have. I mean, well, we, we can't really say that because Kevin Durant has been out for uh, the majority of the time. They've, they've added these new pieces, uh, Blake exactly. Griffin. Um, they just added LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, and then Kyrie, you know, he had a family um, – situation so he's out so now it's just James Harden Blake Griffin and you know soon to be LaMarcus Aldridge and it's just what is Steve Nash going to do with that lineup now because you mentioned Joe Harris he was starting uh Blake Griffin is coming off the bench at the moment DeAndre Jordan is starting at the moment are you going to start LaMarcus Aldridge over DeAndre Jordan are you going to bring in um Blake Griffin you know as as your four and just have you know those five guys as a starting lineup and you know if uh, Forget Joe Harris, you know, forget Jeff Green. Um, I forget the other guy. He stepped in for K when KD was out, but he was playing real good. Can't think mm-hmm. of his name right now. Um, and mess up team, team chemistry because that's what that's going to do if you opt to do that. And, you know, that's Steve Nash's job. He's going to get paid now because he had it easy with those guys on his team. He just had to be a player's coach, like shoot the ball guys, play deep, just the basics. Now you got to manage like six or seven egos because even though Blake Griffin, you know, before he got to the team, you know, it was a stat that he hadn't done. As soon as he get on the team, he, get, he starts dunking again. Right. You know, so, you know, he still thinks he can be the great Blake Griffin the old. So, and the crazy, the sad part about it is the speculation out there. They have another spot open. And the oh, speculation wow. was going around that the next signee could be DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. <laughs> So <laughs> that's funny. We know we got a Go lot ahead. of young viewers and people that watch our podcast. And hey, we want to thank the people that watch our podcast and you know leave their mm-hmm. comments. And I don't know, you know, people play NBA 2K21. You said the monsters open up in this monologue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are building a my team on 2Ks. Like <laughs> they got a they got an atheist DeAndre Jordan. 
a pink diamond, uh, <laughs> the Marcus Aldrich. They got a, 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 a black market card and Kevin Durant, the Opio card. We keep going on on about this team uh, right. and how this team going to do. Me personally, just to sit back and watch a team get built like this, and you want to see a team do good, but a lot of people don't want to see that team do good. We know the New York Knicks fans don't want to see the Brooklyn Nets win a championship. You know, the, the New York Knicks haven't won a championship since Phil Jackson was coming up their bench. Player. Was a player. So you're looking at how long that's been. That's back when Phil Jackson had a good back and broad shoulders. So mm-hmm. now you look at this Brooklyn Nets front office. Like I said, like I've been in New, I've been in New York, I've been to their, their arena. And I kid you not, I told a young lady when I was in the team shop. And this right when they had D'Angelo Russell jersey. I said, Y'all gonna get Kyrie Irving. This was 2000 and 2018. Wow. This is 2018. <laughs> We was getting off the subway, me and the white. We was getting off the subway. I sit in the front of there, and I'm we outside. I was trying to go in the Puma store. It was closed. We had like a little Puma shop. I did not know where I was standing at. This guy kept looking at me, right? It was a former NBA player, man. His, man, he's on a Dallas Mavericks coaching staff. Oh, my. It was God Sham guy. Right, okay. So I kept looking. Sham guy. I kept looking. Sham guy. Like, he looked at me like, it's New York. You know what I'm saying? You can see anybody. Right. I'm looking. He was pulling up. I'm looking at him. All right, whatever. He looked at me. I'm like, I gave him a head nod. He said, all right. So back going to the team shop, I go in there and talk to the young lady, and we talk about the, uh, the Brooklyn Nets and stuff like that. And she's like, yeah, you know, God, Sham God was just in here not that long ago. So he, he was somewhere about the Puma store. I said, oh, wow. So I'll go back outside. He was gone. So I actually <laughs> was like, within Two feet of this guy, right? Right, mm-hmm. right across the street. You got the arena here. You got a little Puma set up right there. I believe I forgot what's going on. I once had an all. No, the NBA draft weekend was that weekend. That's how I met uh, okay. R.J. Baird. That's how I met R.J. Baird. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You had tons of picks from that weekend. Yeah, yeah I, I got tons of picks from that weekend. So I met <laughs> R.J. Baird. But where, where he was standing at, it was right next to Models. So we was right there by Models. That's on the corner right there, man. Um, like New York's a different place, man. You know, it's mm-hmm. culture diverse. I loved it, man. Tell my wife if I could, I would live there, but it would have to be like somewhere in like in a in a um in a downtown party. district, like because oh yeah, or the downtown. Yeah, I don't care what time of day it is; it's always busy. But that's story for another day. But back to these Brooklyn Nets. When I'm looking at this team, how they put that together. I'm looking like I'm saying to myself, okay, AD Brown, all right, mm-hmm. but who gonna stop? They got they got. Weapons or scores. Like, we're not worried about Blake Griffin, but if you go to sleep on him, he can give you about 18, 19 points with no problem. We're not right. talking about that. The three headed monster scores KD, Sniper, James Hart's a professional scorer. I don't care what other way you put it, he's professional. He's going to find his way. He's going to, he's he lives at the free throw line. In shape, out of shape, don't matter. <laughs> and you got, you know, Kyrie Irving, they call him Uncle Drew. I call him Ringling Brothers of Bailey Circus because. <laughs> He can do he can do anything with the rock, anything. He, he got he, he jack of all trades, and if that team gets together, I mean, I ain't gonna say you start clicking because since that trade for James Harden, they are twenty four and seven. So once KD come back, there's like twenty eight games left in the season. If KD come back, oh my god, man! I mean, we already know they're gonna win the East. Yeah, now the expectations just keep going up. So if they don't get out the East, that is like. 
of failure upon failures. So now they got to win it. They they add another piece. They got to win it all. I mean, forget that. They got to win it all, like right now, with, with all the people on their team. Or it's, it's a disappointing season. You have to win now. You have to win now. Now, the sad part is, say the Lakers do beat these guys in the NBA Finals, or is this, I think, see the Lakers get there first and foremost. Mm-hmm. You know, they just picked up Andre Drummond. He signed with them after five mm-hmm. o'clock. That's when, he, that's when he got off the waiver wire. So now... That's an under-the-radar pickup. I mean, I know it's publicized, but Drummond, before he started, you know, being disinterested, you know, I'm here in Cleveland. I've, I've right. seen him play the earlier games. He was balling early in the season. Like, he was a, a problem in the post. So they add him and pair him next to AD, and he plays, like, interested basketball. Mm-hmm. They they front court is, is solid. It's gonna make the game much easier because now mm-hmm. you got Hey D. He's a double double person. LeBron James pretty much a double double triple double guy, and you know Drummond's a double double guy. Double double guy, right? So now, just think about all them threes that they missed. Russell Matthews, he been up and down. Kyle Kuzma, he been stepping up a little bit. Catavius Caldwell Pope, this is, this is a down year from him. He he almost was like he back playing his rookie year for the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> uh, so you're looking at that, he can clean the boards up. And one thing about mm-hmm. Drummond, he does run the floor. Now, the one thing he's not going to do, playing with LeBron James and, and that Laker coaching staff, he's not shooting that three ball. <laughs> yeah, that, no more of those. <laughs> he's going to he's going to be in the paint wrecking heaven. Right. Now, the one thing he got to do, he do got to brush up on the free throw. He do mm-hmm. got to do that. And like you were saying about the Brooklyn Nets, they're, uh, the guy that was actually stepping up big for them was Nicholas Claxton. Okay. And Timothy Luayhu, another one. Still got Bruce Brown Jr. as well. Bruce Brown, yeah. That's 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 who I was thinking of, though. Bruce Brown. Now with all these picks, we know Tyler Johnson is just there for insurance um policies until Spencer yeah. did when he come back. All right. Now we know Spencer out for the season. You know, he been in the uh, in the media or on social media saying he yeah. can't come back this season. So, so if say <laughs> if he do come back this season, do we think he'd be there next season? Uh, I mean, if they plan on keeping, you know, all those players we, we've been naming, I wouldn't recommend it for him. Like, if I was his agent, I'd be like, man, we got to get you out of here. Because he, he is a starting uh, guard, guard exactly. in the NBA, and he's not going to start there. Like, there's no way he's going to start over Kyrie or James Harden or KD. Like, those are three positions that he's comfortable playing, one, two, or three. is is not happening. Unless he's mm-hmm. okay with being, you know, like a, a Lou Will or a Jay Crossover, if you want to be a, a come off the bench guy. But then you got Joe Harris. So it's like, it's not enough minutes for everybody. Exactly. So the Brooklyn Nets, Eastern Conference champions, if they don't win the finals or don't come out the East, this season would be a failure. Mm-hmm. And play, if somebody will get fired. <laughs> so <now> you, <laughs> let's go to the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, they just traded uh, DJ Augustine to DJ Wilson. The 2021 first round draft pick, which is a top nine protected pick that the Rockets would get for the Milwaukee Bucks. And you know, the Milwaukee Bucks, they swapped pitch with them the 2021 second round pick, and also a 2022 first round draft pick. And as well, they, they get PJ Tucker and Rondis uh, Kirkus. So you're looking at those pickups from Milwaukee Bucks. We know PJ Tucker was having a kind of a bad year. I think it was because everybody left. No Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. down there in Houston, James Harden gone. So he, his role was a little bit more different. He's being more of a, he's being the backseat more or less. So you're looking at what the Milwaukee Bucks getting 
And PJ Tucker is what, Marcus? A guy that's going to do what every tough. night? He's going to play hard. He's going to play tough. He's going to be physical. Um, He's going to play in his role. Mm-hmm. Like, they just added, like, that's another under the radar pickup because that's something they, the Milwaukee Bucks really didn't have. I don't care uh, how hard Giannis play. Um, the last couple the years. Yeah, the last couple of years they ain't been like that. So they added Justin Holiday at the beginning of the season. He's kind of cut from that same cloth as uh, PJ Tucker. So he had two tough guys, two hardworking guys. Right. And hopefully it gives them further in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I do like that pickup now because PJ Tucker, I moved all 300 some shoes, box them up, <laughs> send them to Milwaukee. And with that pick from Milwaukee that get from PJ Tucker, like you get somebody playing in the playoffs. Someone who guard mm-hmm. multiple positions, someone who other understand their role, and he's gonna play hard nose every night. Mm-hmm. He don't he, he can guard anybody, like I said, from from the one through the five, even in the uh, Raptors. So that's, I think that was a, a solid pickup for the Milwaukee Bucks, just because Giannis had to exert that much energy trying to guard the number one player on the opposing team. That was definitely a great pickup for a team like that. The Rockets get DJ August and DJ Wilson. I think DJ Wilson. I think he was coming to a of his own the last couple of seasons mm-hmm. playing with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, um, I know he's not a household name to everyone, but like I said, you and I, we we are we are entitled to watch NBA lead passing and stuff like that, and watching some of these guys mature through the ranks. Uh, somebody with the Houston Rockets getting DJ Wilson, like I said, a long a long defender, somebody who actually mm-hmm. hit the fifteen footer, and he's going to run the floor. Not only do they have him. They have Kevin Porter Jr., which I thought was another other radar pickup for mm-hmm. them. Um, I'm going to say this about. about I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of mad about. It. I'm going to say this about the Cavaliers organization, um, about Kobe Altman. You have to know talent. You have to know talent. Mm-hmm. The pieces that yeah, you got, you traded him away for little or nothing to draft pick, but he, he his basket skills was like no other. He played defense. He's an elite mm-hmm. scorer already. I think he had a couple of off-the-court issues, but going to the Kevin Love thing, mental issues. If we have a spokesman on our team for mental health issues, Mm -hmm. like the Spurs have DeMar DeRozan. Mm -hmm. Now, DeMar DeRozan and Kevin Porter on the same team, Kevin Porter would have been under DeMar DeRozan wing, showing him, hey, let's do this. We're going to keep you on track. I didn't, but Kevin Love took Kevin Porter Jr. under his wing for the mental health issues. It all started because either the equipment guy or the general manager <laughs> gave Kevin Porter Jr. locker to Tarion Prince. That's going to start a fight. <laughs> I don't care if he was, um, didn't have mental issues or not. Like. not. That's going to start a fight. So <laughs> he was away from his team. But you know, in due time, in hindsight, that that young man was going to come back into the rock and going to claim what's his. That's like somebody coming into your house, sitting in your favorite chair, and you ain't going to say nothing. Hey, man, that's my seat. That's, that, come on, man. That was disrespectful from jump. If he was going to do that, you should have been uh, released him and traded him before he even got back there and seen that. And the question, the answer to that, hell yeah, I'd have been mad. I'm ready to fight. So the Cavaliers, I was, that was definitely a strike three because strike one and two, and you let LeBron leave twice. <laughs> they leave twice. 
So Kevin Porter is going to get it right. I think just being him playing with a team like the Houston Rockets, playing with a now you got, you got one of the John coaches there. John, that's what I say. Thank you. You got the former coach mm-hmm. of Cavaliers, John Lucas, know how to handle players like that. Mm-hmm. So Cavs lose that one right there. With him, you with Kevin Porter Jr., I'm gonna say just because you lost him to the Houston Rockets, I think that was like an extra seven to six wins out the window that you lost right there easily. Yeah, I mean, just this past couple weeks, like they lost a couple games, like dang, if they would have had him, they would have won him. And then you look, you flip, look, look at the box score in Houston, he got like 25, 30 points. Like, wow. And two, we guess what I understand him too, playing along with John Wall. So you got some guys on the team that, that understand that background where he comes from, it's easily to get molded in, into that type of environment. So that's how I feel. So next trade, everybody been talking about. What about the the Clippers? I mean, during the draft, not the draft, I'm sorry, during the trade, I think there's one of the teams probably, to me, I think I was most disappointed in because I like that they could address the issue with other players they need. They could have actually used another guard. Mm-hmm. They got Randall now, but you could actually use another scoring guard. Uh, like I said, another big man as possible or just another six man. You got rid of Luke Williams. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking yep. at the Clippers. Where do, or where do you put the Clippers at? Are they going to make it out to eat out the West? Uh, no, nah, it's going to be, uh, I think they'll, this year they'll, they'll write the shit to get to at least the Western Conference Finals, but I don't right. think they, they get not past that. Uh, like you said, they need several things answered <laughs> answer now. I mean, they, and it's some guys, <laughs> some guys out there, you know, a former player there is Austin Rivers. He probably going to be uh, waived or bought out. Um, and they can pick up him, you know, for some some scoring off the bench. But I think uh, last time I checked, he he was thinking about headed to Milwaukee, a team we just talked about. So they have like they need some scoring off the bench. They lost all their bench momentum this offseason. That was Montrez Harold. Now they lost Lou Williams. So it is. I don't know what they're gonna do about you know they bench present because in the playoffs that's a factor for sure. That is a factor because you talk about Kawhi Leonard. I think this is. I think it is his contract season, I don't believe. Uh, you looking yeah, at a team both. like that, the Clippers. Yeah, you got Ty Lue. But to get rid of Lou Williams like that, I'm going to be honest with you. you just to watching. I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting. I don't know what's going on in these locker rooms. But I can probably say that I don't think Lou Williams and Ty Lue was on the same page. Yeah, why they still be there. <laughs> right. Still be there. Because – now you got Paul George, who's been Paul George honestly been playing awesome this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Kawhi Leonard is Kawhi Leonard, but those two right there are gonna have to shoulder the load. And other teams been making moves and getting better. Um, I was kind of disappointed, especially for them for that side because I thought that team, I thought like Clippers, a lot of people play for you. Got Nicholas Batum there, okay, mm-hmm. cool. You know, you still people players like this is still out there in the roster. You, I, you can go sign a Boogie Cousins. You need a defender. You can go get Iman Shumper. Yep. It's other guys. Well, I thought Iman was in Brooklyn where he got waived. No, he, he, he got waived. He's been waived <laughs> for almost about two and a half weeks. Wow. Uh, he got waived right along with uh, Andre uh, Roberson. Okay. Um, so you're looking at a couple of guys who's still out there in the market to get things done for you. Um, moving along, I thought this trade right here definitely shocked me. The Chicago, the Chicago Bulls making room oh. for Nikola Vucevic and Afro Camino, the chief. The chief. Not, within Nikola Vucevic, 
you get a big man presence for the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, which I think seems like Chicago and New York are pretty much happy to be back in the playoffs, especially New York. we talk about them later. With Nikolai Vucevic, man, that's huge. That's a double-double guy. A great, yeah. All-star. I think he was an all-star, all-star this year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was an all-star this year. Yep, I definitely I think got he was like the second or third best big man, best big man on the East. Yeah. And two, right. with that, Marcus, put the ball on the floor. Post-game, mm-hmm. he can shoot a three-ball. He's automatic from the free throw line. Afro Camino, you know, injuries right now being on the, on the bat, on the bad side for him. But if he can stay healthy, that's a great pickup for the Bulls. Right. And, and basically, like a player that used to have Luau Day. He's like an Afro Camino Luau Day. They kind oh, of yeah. Similar. Good comparison. Good comparison. Mm. But the Bulls had to give up Wendell Carter Jr. You know, he gives you fashion area mm. nowadays. He's headed down to Orlando. You got Otto Porter Jr. You know, that dude right there, he, he's a bucket. But <laughs> but the cash he got is, is unbelievable. <laughs> a huge contract. And also the Magic get two first-round draft picks. So Orlando Magic is definitely going young with Wendell Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Cole Anthony down there. Who's, and also you got Markel Fultz. That could, that could be a scary right. backcourt right there. Then still, you still have Jonathan Isaac out for Orlando Magic with the injury. Uh, Mo Bamba got to find his, find some more playing time to get on the floor as well. So you look at the team, Orlando Magic could be like that Golden State Warriors team when they first started off with, because that right. team has weapons. And also on top of that, Orlando Magic does have a lot of first future first round draft picks as well. Right. Yeah, a lot of so assets. Assets out the, out the wazoo. Another trade that shocked me too as well. Thank you. I'm going to let you get, handle this one, right, Marcus? Norman Powell's for Portland Trailblazers for Gary for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Uh, I mean, Rodney Hood's been oh <laughs> every time he get traded, be like, man, he on another team, and the other team so hopeful that he gonna you know do what he's supposed to do. Like when he came to Cleveland, like oh he gonna represent. It didn't it didn't really happen in Portland. He he came on, then he got hurt. Uh, but Norman Powell. I think I would rather have Gary Trent Jr. I mean, I mean, I don't understand that trade. That's the one trade I didn't understand. Like, I would rather have Gary Trent Jr. rather than Norman Powell. Uh, it, it, he, I just don't think his upside is going to equal out to what Gary Trent has started to project to be. Now, we know Rodney Hood got traded because his contract fit everybody's trade mode. Mm-hmm. I don't care what team he put him on and trade him. He's, he, his mm-hmm. name fit right in the trade machine. <laughs> Uh, Gary, Gary Trent Jr. Right. Gary Trent <laughs> Jr., I'm going to say just because I think he was having an outstanding season, just because I think he came on a contract year, I think he was – I think he probably got like a three-year deal, probably about $20, $28 million. And I don't think the Portland Trailblazers is ready to give up that type of money for a guy like that because they know in hindsight in the future they're going to have to pay C.J. McCullough again. You know, mm-hmm. they pretty much a life for so if you trade away CJ, that's going to kind of much make Dane feel like, okay, they got rid of my guy. This is my guy right here. This is my bro. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want you Dane want to walk to away to a team like the Lakers or the Clippers. So they can't afford that. So they say, you know what? We got to we got to get rid of Gary Trent Jr., which I thought who played awesome when CJ McCullum was out for them injuries. Yep. He stepped up big. He stepped up big. Um. Like I said, you, you, I was just saying, Bo, that's why I just let, let you handle that one because the Norman Powell trade, I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that trade because they almost are the same type of player. But I think Gary Trent was the better player because he's more of a bucket. 
Mm-hmm. You spend bucket, you need it. You know, Norman Powell is kind of up and down. Some games, he three games in a row, he gave you 20 plus. The next three games, you play, he only had eight and seven and 10. Mm-hmm. I've known him get from, uh, from GT. Yep. So, and it just seemed like they fit, like uh, Gary Trent and Simons are like fit as the heir apparent to Lillard and McCullum. Like they, the next tier of, of guards for Porzingis. But, you know, Dane and CJ got plenty more time left. Um, you know, them passing it over to them was going to be a, a long ways now. So maybe, and like you say, you got to you gotta keep, you got to make CJ happy in the offseason and making CJ happy to make Dane happy. So maybe that's what they was thinking about. Exactly. Now you got the Thunder and Knicks. They had a trade going on. Terrence Ferguson, uh, Vincent Poirier, the rights to uh, Eric. So I can't pronounce his name. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check this all up. Emer. <laughs> Her Darzek, a 2021 second round draft pick or 2021, I mean 2024 second round draft pick protected between 31 and 55, depends where the Knicks finish. Knicks is good, I mean the Thunder finish. So, and the Thunder got Austin Rivers, who, like you just said, on top of that, who got mm-hmm. released and bought out his contract. Tony Bradley, a big man out of uh, UNC, and they got a 2025 second round draft pick from 76ers. Also, the 2026 pick from the 76ers to go along with this trade. Um, I don't know how I feel about this trade. I thought Terrence Ferguson, which y'all didn't know, is uh, which is is the great cousin to Reggie Lewis, who passed away of a heart oh, attack wow. for the for the Boston Celtics. So, um, to be honest with you, you know, you know, Ter- I mean, Terrence Ferguson got some upside there. He could be a nice two-way player if teams use him mm-hmm. right. And speaking of his great cousin, Reggie Lewis. Word number 35 for the, at the old garden. That guy was a lockdown defender. I mean, lockdown. Yeah. Also can hit the trade ball. And, you know, he can do a lot of special things as well. Was a type of floor That's Larry Bird sidekick as well in those years. Um, Terrence Ferguson has bounced. Like I said, if you put him out there, he's, I've seen games for the Thunder this mm-hmm. year, which he have got glimpses of he can get you 20 with no problem. I just feel like playing for New York Knicks is definitely the right mode for him. Another young team, especially especially with Julius Randle. As you know, you know we, he's not an MVP-type discussion, but he is also putting up MVP-type numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and kudos and, look, and kudos to uh, Thibodeau. Right. Because that was a job that nobody wanted. Not at all. And he went there, he turned it around. I mean, he did – there was – you know, talks about, you know, Tib running players to the ground. Um, but what I will say is in Chicago, they were in a, a bad place before he got there. And then they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. There rose MVP. We know that. Then he went to uh, uh, Minnesota. And I think he kind of went under the radar, like how good of a job he did there. Because he, he got them in the playoffs. He got them in the playoffs because they hadn't been in the playoffs since KG. Yeah, that so, was two, they, 2000, what, KG left in 2008? Yeah, that was so like 12 years. <laughs> like 11, 12 years. And yeah. then the next year he get, you know, they go away with him. And now they back back to being shitty. <laughs> and now right. he's in New York. They haven't been great since, I mean, Mellow. I mean, not great, but they haven't been good since Mellow. Now yeah. they're back good again. Like yeah. Julius Randle is like putting up triple doubles and stuff. Right. And not only two, well, Mike, you know, RJ Barry playing solid basketball. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when I met him in the NBA store, I took a picture with him. I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a Duke fan. And when I met him, he was cool. 
we took a picture with him. I said, hey, man, look, I had on, I had on the Cavaliers colors, the old school, like the Knicks colors, the old blue and orange. Somebody said, oh, you got the right colors on. I said, oh, these Cavs colors. But I did tell that man, I said, look, man, if you play for New York, man, I said, look, stay injury-free, keep your head up, keep the haters away, man. Just, just I said, play your type of game. Everything else will fall right in place. He's like, he said, he said I got you, bro. Just like that. That was it. Took a picture, peace, and laugh out. <laughs> um, it's crazy, you know, I tell these stories, people are like, man, you lying, blase, blase. <laughs> But you got pictures though. Yeah, you got yeah, pictures. I got the pictures, I got the evidence. <laughs> but and some people, when you when you tell them type of stuff like these, these I I call them little these little these I well I call them for myself, I call them little tidbits, you know what I'm saying? For mm-hmm. me, because even though I'm taking a couple the reason I call them tidbits, you know, I get a picture with you, you know, we politic for a second. And I just feel like he was a down to earth guy. He wasn't one of them guys who knew he was gonna be he is a superstar in his own right. He's not one of them guys like, all right, man, peace, and I'm out. Now he actually right. had like a, a, a legitimate conversation with me for about two minutes with no problem. So I respect him for that. So when you do that, you, I, I, I instantly become a fan of you anyway. Like mm-hmm. I watched him on TV. I hope RJ Barry do good. And he has been doing good. He's been playing on the radar. He's been ever since Thibodeau came here. He's been on the up. He's been playing about 28, mm-hmm. 30 plus minutes. Because one thing I was hearing about the MSG Network that I listened to. On, on the, on, a, on my little radio station that uh that Tim said you know the only way that younger players get better they gotta find their way out on a certain situations they're only gonna get better as the time go on what made them better too as well you brought in Derrick Rose D Rose that's his guy that's another all them stops I mentioned tips was that every place he brought D Rose <laughs> he loved D Rose D Rose mm-hmm. the ultimate team player guy teams love him. Yeah, his his t- his time here in Cleveland, everybody say he you know he's a great player, man. Like he's a locker room guy. I mean, he might not seem like he's, he looks quiet and shy, but you know, that pre-injury Derrick Rose, like the youngest MVP, the youngest MVP, the youngest in charge. Like yeah. D Rose was the guy. I don't care what type of injury he had, he still is the man because he's a veteran now. Mm-hmm. He's setting up the young guys in the right positions. I respect that. About Derrick Rose, another trade. Or I forgot about George Hill too. He went to Philadelphia as well, and that that was a three-team trade as well. Oh, okay. So I thought, so he may he may stick around, but he might be another player might get bought up. But I think oh, yeah. Philadelphia may keep. Yeah, they kind of they kind of need him. I mean, he um, you know, his, his last year in Milwaukee, he was extra efficient at shooting the three. And that's what Philly need. They need shooters. <laughs> like I said, on side, we got shooters. They need shooters, um, which is why I, I was trying to think um, a former Philadelphia player. was it? J.J. Reddick? Did yeah. he get moved to? I, I, I hate to jump ahead. I don't know if he No, you're good. You're fine. It kind of made me think of that. J.J. <laughs> he went to uh, Dallas Mavericks. Okay, so he he feeling in that Steph Curry role. Okay, right, we give him in, in, in a minute. <laughs> with this trade right here, I, I didn't understand this trade right here for the Miami Heat, not me for the Sacramento Kings. They moved Mo Harkless and Chris Silva to, uh, from the Heat. But I thought more more Harkless got kind of lost. I thought he was playing better basketball for the Clippers, defensive yes. guy hitting big shots. You go to Miami, you get lost in the rotation because you got Kendra Nunn, 
You got guys like that who've been stepping up really big, mm-hmm. and uh, as well, yeah. The, the traded pickup was uh, Vincelisa. I can't always get his name wrong. I always say it right when I play 2K. Vincelisa, uh, the big man. <laughs> so with him, you get a stretch forward, a three-point guy, a guy that can post, mm-hmm. and it, that's definitely another weapon for Jimmy Butler. It's another mm-hmm. weapon for Jimmy Butler. And the one thing about Jimmy Butler, people don't respect about Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler always go under the radar. He can do. Like, look, that's a typical guy right there. That guy play defense. Like, I don't like for certain guys in the league like him. Like, we always talk about how Kawhi Leonard's a two way defender. When, if you ask me, the best two way defender might be Jimmy Butler because dude rarely get tired. <laughs> True. If you watch how he plays, he. He hates when he gets sell out the game in a certain situation. If you sit there and watch him, and the coach calls him over and get out, he be saying, like, Coach, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> His workout conditioning game got to be crazy because I barely <laughs> see that young man tired. And I always respected Jimmy Butler for that. I'm like, yo, this dude sweat like hell, like old Sean Kemp. I never see him have his hands on his knees. I never see him have his hands on his head. That dude was a straight-out baller, man. Right. Only time I seen him tired was that, that finals game that he won, right. that he balled out in. That's the only time I've seen him tired. <laughs> That's about it. You talk about a guy going from the second round, a second-round draft pick, averaged 0.5 points a game his rookie season. The next following year, he went from two points. Third year, he went from two points to averaging almost 13 to 15 points per game. What made him work that even harder on offensive end you knew when Jimmy Buckets got in the game, he's playing straight defense, first and foremost. Absolutely. So you got the Sacramento Kings, you got DeLon Wright. The Pistons also get received from the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Corey Joseph, a 2021 second round pick, 2024 second round draft pick. Looking at Kojo, you know, the young kid out of Toronto who played for the Spurs, who made his name for San Antonio there. And eventually he left the Spurs and signed a contract with the Raptors. When you're looking at Corey Joseph now, playing for the Pistons, becoming a journeyman, like I said, mm-hmm. playing for Sacramento, he's playing behind uh, De'Aaron Fox, Swipe. Yep, starting for Fox. So now he's going to get to the Pistons. He's going to be playing behind uh, Dennis Smith Jr., which I thought Dennis Smith Jr. is actually playing well since he got moved away from the New York Knicks situation. So mm-hmm. you're looking at what the Kings get in the line right. They get a shooter. A small forward, somebody can handle the ball, which I thought I thought he's a good piece of Jeremy Grant up here in Detroit, uh, Detroit as well. I call him Slender Man now. <laughs> Slender Man. Slender Man and Jeremy Grant. Now you're looking at the Pistons. They everybody they have to rebuild. I they got future draft picks. I don't think Corey Joseph is going to beat her next year. I think he probably will get moved again because right now mm-hmm. these players are trade bait. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the Sacramento Kings is doing. The Sacramento Kings haven't been to the playoffs since Mike Bibby retired. I mean, <laughs> you talk about Bobby it's Jackson. It's a long time. Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson. You're talking about Crash, Gerald Wallace. <laughs> I mean, Scott Pollard. I mean, that's Chris Webber. I mean, we can keep going on and on about this team. Pedro Stoikovic. I mean, Vladdy. Vladdy. <laughs> Rick Adelman was the coach the last time they missed the playoffs, Marcus. <laughs> Rick Adelman. 
That's a long time ago. That's a long time. <laughs> the Sacramento Queens. Look, I'm going to put some respect on this one. You're about to laugh. The last time the Sacramento Kings was in the playoffs, they played in the Western Conference Finals on NBC. <laughs> That's so old. They didn't even get that theme music. They don't got that no more. <laughs> Look, Hannah Storm, oh, Hannah Storm back in the day is what Rachel Nichols is now. <laughs> Hannah Storm was doing the halftime shows. And, there, and the thing was, you know, this time, you know, they doing anything with the baseball Merrill Lynch. Back in the day, it was prudential. So mm-hmm. that lets you know how long ago the Sacramento Kings been to the playoffs. Decades. <laughs> Decades. It's older. Hey, you, you, you had a kid then. Hey, you you <laughs> Sacramento Kings have a new arena. No playoffs. No <laughs> cowbell. I haven't heard the cowbell ring there yet, Marcus. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know, uh, Mayor K- KJ, you have to come down Kevin and Johnson. start, <laughs> start with recruiting. Right. I mean, when the team uses mayoral uh, status to help out the team. Right. <laughs> now, the Spurs is in a trade, you know, shout out to Popovich, the third, third time all winning coach in NBA history. He's probably going to break that record with the next uh, next season, the next season and a half. Yeah, Marquise Chris got traded from the Golden State Warriors to the Spurs and also cast consideration. The Warriors also got draft rights to Caddy Lane, which I never heard of. He must be the a G League player. And I'm looking at a trade like this. Uh, Whenever you get Warriors, traded with cash consideration, it's just not good. That's like getting hey, traded. Throw some, some cash y'all way. Because we that's why like you say, you know what? I'm gonna trade you. To, I'm gonna trade you to the Fox and Hound for a box of cash. <laughs> I'm gonna trade you. I'm gonna go to Five Guys and trade you for the peanuts and give you for free. Let's go get some cash along with this guy. Now, Marquise Chris, me personally, the kid has some nice upside. You know, go through injury. I think he's one of them guys still got to learn the game a little bit more. I think he'd be a force to be reckoned with. We've seen glimpses of him playing with the with the Cavaliers before. Mm-hmm. What he can do when he's healthy. Um, the whole thing is understanding the spacing on the floor for him. I'm watching the game. I look at different things, the footwork, uh, his time of his shot. He take a lot of bad shots in the wrong situations. He's he's an under-the-rim type guy. I think he's one of the guys you have to run the floor with him and feed him the ball in the open floor and give him an easy layup because he can play defense. The whole thing mm-hmm. is about his footwork on the offensive end. Don't have a really, he's not a, he don't have a solid post game. I feel like if he can get one of those under his belt, he'd be straight. He'd be a string. Mm-hmm. He could be a he could be a uh, he could be a uh, eighteen to eighteen to twelve guy. We're not actually get thirty five points. But in today's game, the NBA, as a big man, a solid eighteen points, about twelve rebounds, and two blocks, and control and, and control the glass. You 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 put your team in winning situations. I'm not lying. Ask me. You could ask Jared Allen. I mean, the, the Cavaliers' records don't see it, but you look at him. If the Cavaliers would feed him the ball more. LA, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Colin Saxton. If Colin Saxton mm-hmm. would, would feed him the ball, stop taking, he still, you can, t- you can understand that Colin Saxton is still learning the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. He got to learn when that big man running the floor with him, he had to make that extra pass and feed the big man. That's an easy layup and free throws mm-hmm. every time. You see what Darius Garner doing. The reason why he mm-hmm. does that, his dad played in the NBA. Winston Gardner played in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So right. 
when you're, you you have a, a family member or like I say anyone who plays in that type of league or even overseas to give you the nuance of the game, make you understand the game. And you, and the crazy, the sad part about it, if Darius Garland would have played that whole Sacramento King and start the game off, yeah. I think the Cavaliers had a better chance of winning because I feel like when he's in the lineup, I think the Cavaliers are a little bit more space mm-hmm. to win. He's a little more uh, dynamic of a yeah. player. He, uh, like you said, because his his pops play, he got more feel for the game, uh, especially as a, a a point guard. Like he's more of a point guard, Saxon more of a shooting guard. And when he's in a game, it just it's like night and day difference. Like they play faster, you know. He he's feeding Jared Allen, he's feeding other players, and as a result, his scoring is starting to go up too. So, I think uh, by the end of this year. Darius Garland, he's gonna be like he he's gonna be in the upper echelon of point guards by the end of this year. Next year, oh, they, yeah. they'll make the playoffs for sure. Sure, I I, I take it better now. You get the Utah Jazz and Toronto Raptors got in the trade. The Raptors got a second round draft pick from the Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz picked up Matt Thomas from the Raptors. I actually like this move for the Utah Jazz. I mean, if you if you're not like I said, Matt they Thomas, a guy like Matt Thomas with him, a shooter, mm-hmm. a scorer. The couple of games he did play with the Raptors, Duke can shoot the three ball. So just think about in the playoffs, along with Donovan Mitchell or Joe Eagles or Rudy Gobert, you could get that ball, kick it out, you get an extra kick, you can get mm-hmm. an extra shot from Jordan Clarkson who's playing out of his mind. Now you get a Matt Thomas, mm-hmm. so you get a solid, a solid, a, a solid two guard or three that can actually any defense go to, which that's going to help them at the, the Utah Jazz. Like I said before mm-hmm. last year, Mark, and I said you know. We did say that Utah Jazz, we said Utah Jazz and Denver Nuggets would be one of the surprise teams in yep. the near future. Look where these guys are at now. You know, making us look like uh, Nostradamus. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, sir. So next, you know, Kings and the Raptors make another trade. Terrence Davis. I didn't understand that trade. So with Terrence Davis leaving the Raptors going to the Kings, you know, the Raptors get a 2021 second-round draft pick. So I like the Raptors over to just clean up house. So this is like a rebuild yeah. year. Um, I think they would have traded Kyle Lowry if they could have, but they, you know, weren't nothing out there. I think they the would Lakers, have been they, a complete rebuild. Yeah, the Lakers, they want to give up THT, Taylor Horton Tucker. I, I mean, probably should have did that. <laughs> but the Lakers, put like this, let me be honest with you. You might, you might agree with me with this. If the Lakers believe so much in THT, why is he not playing like play, that? He don't play a lot. I mean, he played, um, you know, because – like I said, we didn't play. I saw I watched the Cavs game. He played that game, but the game before he didn't play that much. Like he would have a more prominent role if they believed in him enough to where they not trading. I mean, because he he ain't even that young. <laughs> right. What is he like 27? Right. Let me let me look that up real quick. How old is THT? So you I'm looking at THT. I'm looking like, okay, if KCP, they got all these two player last names, people on their team. You can at KCP for the Lakers. Uh, oh no, I'm, it, I'm wrong. He only 20. 20. You looking at you looking at you looking at KCP. If he's having a bad stretch, why don't you bench him and see what you can get from THT in the start line of LeBron James? If Wesley Matthews having a bad stretch, why is he still playing? Put him in the game. You know they got you got to keep them veterans happy. I mean, they but if you're a veteran, right? If your veterans <laughs> not look, if your veterans not producing. You gotta play the next the next man up. We know Popovich yeah. lived out. You see what he did for Popovich? Yeah. Yeah. Five NBA San Antonio, championships. You ain't playing if you ain't producing. 
Like yeah. they they said on uh, who said it? Tony Parker or someone on TV said, if the ball come back around to you the second time on the pass, you better shoot it because if you don't shoot it, Popovich is calling timeout. He's subbing you out. <laughs> like he wants you to shoot. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the Lakers. Okay, like I like LeBron James, my favorite player right now in the league. I'm looking. At, okay, they, I'm watching them. They said, "Oh, THT this." Okay, I don't want to see the guy with this starting lineup mm-hmm. with LeBron James. And eventually, he's gonna have to start a game from down the stretch to get that feel, so he can understand what LeBron's play. Everything, yeah, he might look good in practice. He he has some, like you said, Marcus. He has some flashes in the game where he has done stuff. But mm-hmm. I want to see him out there at the at the at the same time with LeBron and the AD. So I said, okay, is this fair enough that we said we can start this young man over KCP? I think he's getting close to it. It's just. It's what you know KCP can do uh, from, you know, shooting a three. And mm-hmm. I don't know if THT got that the, the three-point shot like that. So you you risk that to give right. KCP minutes hoping that, you know, he, he'll, he'll get, get on the streak, which he is capable of doing. So get the Golden State Warriors been making trades. Like I said, this team, the Golden State Warriors going to be a team you're breaking with once, once everybody come back healthy, especially mm-hmm. uh, Clay Thompson, which is my uh, one of my favorite shooters. I love to watch play basketball. I got a pretty jump shot. The, the, the Golden State Warriors also received a 2025 second-round draft pick from the Hornets. It's a top 55 protected pick. The Hornets also get, in that trade, Brad Wanamaker, a 2022 second-round draft pick for Toronto VAA from the Philadelphia 76ers, which they held that. They had that trade, which belonged to Toronto. Now it's the Hornets. Also, Marcus, your favorite thing you like to laugh at, Cash consideration. <laughs> <laughs> cash consideration. This is the second. This is the second time that the Golden State Warriors is throwing cash. Away. The crazy thing is, you don't never know how much the cash is. Maybe any. It, yeah. it one. could be a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's funny to me. But we oh, know it can, can go anywhere from being the minimum, the minimum paycheck from the NBA player, five hundred thousand right. up to two million. It depends what these players do. The cash it has to be like all right. Brad Warnermaker, which I think was a missing link to the, uh, the Boston Celtics last year, coming mm-hmm. later this year because he, he got paid by the Warriors. I think he's a, a great asset for the for the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. You know, with the mellow ball going down with their fractured exactly. hand injury, that he possibly could make a uh, an appearance back before the season is over, with, out between four to six weeks. Um, they still rolling. The one person who has been stepping up so far for the Hornets right now has been Malik Monk. You know, oh, I, you yeah. know, and Charlotte we called him by his first name. Oh, he had 32. Um, I right. had 32 points, five three-point makes. So you got guys like that feeling more confident. The Charlotte Hornets can be a dangerous team. Terry Rozier mm-hmm. balling out. Gordon Hayward, another former um, Celtic, right along with um, Terry Rozier. Guys is balling out. Um, Mike, what I'm seeing when you know you got Miles Bridges, you know, this <laughs> is a highlight. Dunk, highlight dunking on everybody. That team looked pretty good. Um. Now, Marcus, you know, the three-team deal, get the Boston Celtics traded, got um, Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. You got the Wizards. They also got Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. The Bulls got the better of this trade to me. Javante Green, Troy Brown Jr., and Daniel Tice from the Boston Celtics, which is another another present the Bulls can have yep. with Daniel Tice. To back up Vucevic. Right, because that Ty, guy can play the four tough. or the five. Yeah, he's right. tough. He's very tough. I like mm-hmm. his game. He got a little soul to him, too. Um, <laughs> I do like that pick. I see what the Bulls is going at with that. You know, uh, the coach got 
has what's name come off the bench now, Kobe White. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's just a matter of time before Kobe White get back into that lineup. I think he's looking for the Bulls looking for somebody giving some some fire off the bench, a little bit more punch. So we're looking at somebody like a Kobe White who actually can shoot a three as well, a good ball handler. And when you look at these three teams who won that trade, and we all probably going to both going to say Chicago. They got the uh, they got the better the most. They got I don't even know how the correct way of saying it. They got better the most out of those teams from the trade. Yeah, I mean, I like Fournier Fournier on you know on um, going to Boston. You know, he's kind of hopefully gonna be the what they hoped. Um, the guy in Charlotte we just talked about him. Hope he would be what he is in Charlotte who, right who, now. Who, uh, you talk about uh, Brad Wanamaker. Oh, not Brad, not Brad. Uh, he broke his ankle. <laughs> no, What's about Gordon Hayward? Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. <laughs> yeah, they they hope Orlando Fournier uh, feel that void uh, that they hope Gordon Hayward would have because they need it. They they uh they're below five hundred. Uh, uh, and the Bulls, you know, with their pieces, they they got a dub. Yeah, I mean now, it's already it's like evident already like they didn't want to trade. <laughs> not to now, it's too early. Right now, since we was talking about. What you just said, uh, not Brad Watermaker, uh, Evan Fournier. Yeah. I feel like that's more of an insurance policy than Kimball Walker. Now listen, hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. His name become his name is coming with trade speculations a lot because mm-hmm. he's not gasping on to the coaching, uh, how they've been being coached or the offensive playbook. I feel like if Evan Fournier have a good second half of the season for the Celtics with these 28 games remaining and probably leading to the playoffs. We might see Kimber Walker get moved in the offseason. That's a possibility that he may get moved. I mean, I wouldn't put put it past the, the Boston Celtics organization. Are they real? They can be cutthroat. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, prime example. Ooh. Right, Gordon if Hayward. If you ain't doing – what have you done for me lately? If it ain't uh, enough, you on the trading block. You on the chop side. <laughs> the, reason I, the reason I can't even say that is more cutthroat. The reason I'm saying Gordon Hayward, folks, Gordon Hayward coach. Coach there, he was in college. <laughs> so, Brad Stevens and Gordon Hayward were at Butler University. If you know what Butler University is, that's in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And, Indy. and I was thinking to myself, the reason why Gordon Hayward actually had a contract extension there, Marcus, because of Brad Stevens. You know it. So, when you're looking at the at the as the Boston Celtics record, this team would have like the second or third best record in the East. These guys like in what eighth or ninth place right now, and people keep blaming on the players. Come on, baby. I mean, that is a coaching error. This team has no identity. You got two, the identity like a, is Tatum and Brown. That's it. <laughs> you got two small forwards, and Jalen Brown they play on his mind all season. He played mm-hmm. like an All Star. He could handle the ball. He plays defense, just like what's name does, Jason Tatum. So you got two guys that are in the wing. Then you got your point guard who can score at a high rate too as well. Right. And the whole thing is I think Kimba's probably having trouble with, like, all right, man, I can't take my shot right here. Man, if I do, if I miss, people are going to start complaining. I think Kimba's playing a little bit more tight. Hmm. Tatum go out there and get ball out. Jalen Brown go out there and ball out. If you look at it, if Kimba Walker had – Plays, he come on the court, have about two or three turnovers. He come around the game. Marcus Smart going in. Oh yeah, that's that's a fan favorite in Boston. Marcus Smart. 
So it's a possibility that he may be going to the end of the season. If the Celtics get bounced, I'm not gonna say bounced, get <laughs> bounced out of the playoffs in the first round, Boston gonna be looking real different. Players gonna get moved. Trades. That's trades. Um, hey, you never know. The GM might get fired. Danny Ainge. They can say, "Hey, Danny, we gave you too many cracks." You don't know. I'm not saying you, you never know. It can get ugly. It's it, it, it gonna be Brad, uh, Brad before before Danny Ainge, or it's gonna be both. Like I can see both of them going, like Danny Ainge and Brad Stevenson. But I don't think they go. They they would keep uh, Brad and get rid of Danny Ainge. He, he just he got too much ties with them. Like like that's a a lifer basically with Boston. I believe if the Celtics get my not bounce people ounced if you get ounced <laughs> on the playoffs, he's being fired. You know the they NFL got black to, money. They got to make it to the playoffs too because like you right. said they're in ninth place and they've steadily falling. Like, right, and they lose against they should be losing. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. you got the you got the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, the Shaq and the Fool King, the GOAT, <laughs> JaVale McGee going he had back. Several moments of acting a fool with the right. Cavs this year, too. <laughs> too many. He goes back to the different nuggets to back up the Joker, you know, MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. The Cavaliers get two future second round draft picks and Isaiah Hartstein. So, you know, that's a seven footer guy. Terry, you can you know, got a knack for the ball. I think he's supposed to get that much playing time just because what the, the Denver Nuggets is doing, you no, know, he going to the game, the game is pretty much already over. Mm-hmm. So you get a player like him to back up uh, uh Jared Allen and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This team, you know, the Cavaliers can actually have a nice little future. Like you said, you can see the Cavaliers making the playoffs. I just think the Cavaliers need to get them a solid three. Isaiah, what's his name? Isaiah uh Okoro. I don't think he's the answer. Yeah, right he now, you it glimpse. doesn't seem like it. Yeah, he's you know, a defensive guy for sure. But he's a defensive guy for sure. But you talk about that, you need that offense, three, some scoring. Yeah, you need some scoring. I see that guy take some bad three-point shots. I'm like, yo, you shot an air ball. Your body didn't even touch the net. That's how bad it was. <laughs> and he can't even shoot free throws. So I think J.B. Biggershaw is doing pretty much of a good job for the Cavaliers. I think he trusts uh, Colin Saxon a little bit too much. I think he should let them play more free. Uh, I think we're getting closer and closer to Delhi come back to the game. They ain't going to do no, you know, a lot yeah. of people don't like Delhi. But, you know, you do you get a defensive presence. I think they should just have it where they take turns. All right. Colin, you can go to the two. Derry's at the one. Right. Switch it back up in the next half. Colin, you go to the one. Derry's go to the two. But in the fourth quarter, when the game is in the clutch, I'd rather have Darius to handle the ball in the clutch situations. But the one guy that the one the one guy I do like on the Cavaliers though I do like is that boy Dean Wade. <laughs> Dean Wade. You, every hey. time I see him, I'm like, man, is the Wayne Wade? Wade. Get back on the Is Dean Wade? <laughs> you know, it been about four or five games before halftime. That dude was like four for four from the three point. Right. He he don't. He's like a. He's been taking the the Kevin Love minutes like. Since Kevin Love been hurt, Dean Wade been trying to fill that void. Yeah, hey. <laughs> he been doing a good job, like you said. Solid. Like he ain't missed no threes in two or three games. Two out of the last four games, you hear he's Austin been perfect in a half. Austin Carver, hey, hey, shoot it, young man, shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> I like his game. It's not flashy. He get the job done, and he actually got a little post game too. I like his little hook shot that he got too. 
from under the basket, which I think is a great pickup. Like I said, the cap agency probably need a, a, a another score. Probably get a, probably sound like two free agents. Probably gonna be a hard thing to do. If they get like two free agents, uh, like a mid level like type type star guy, I think they'd be right there. Usually somebody will put their head out and go to work. Mm-hmm. I think they come a, a guy away to where they gotta go because you know in the East you can make the playoffs with thirty three games. So mm-hmm. especially if they now they put ten teams in. So Marcus moving right along. Lou Williams traded to the Hawks for Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. Lou Williams to the Hawks. They get the Hawks actually got in this pick a 2023 second round draft pick. That trade is from the Clippers, also from Portland. So then also you got a 2027 second round draft pick from the Clippers. And also your favorite you'd like to hear. Cash consideration. <laughs> this has to be the most times we had to say this cash consideration. Like you said, Mark, we don't know what they mean. That could be a dollar. It could be a bottle, a bag of chips. Right. A bottle of uh, Pepto Bismol, anything. So you're looking at that trade. We talked about it earlier. Ray John Rondo going back to LA, but across the hall. Mm-hmm. What what are the Clippers getting in, in Ray John Rondo? So so this is a uh uh like a a history trade, a buddy buddy trade, you know, because Ty Lu, he's been Doc's assistant for forever since he was in Boston you know, and when he was in Boston. Ray John Rondo was in Boston, and from my understanding, him and Ty was real cool. So, what you said earlier about Lou Will and Ty not being on the same page—that's probably spot on. They get rid of uh, uh, Lou Will for a guy he knows for sure going to be on the same page with him and Ray John Rondo. And now you get uh, some leadership. You get playoff Rondo. That is a thing. <laughs> he does play better in the playoffs. Yeah, he do. And you, he hates. He hates that name. Right, and you got a guy who's no, who's not gonna fold under pressure because the Clippers have historically folded under pressure, and Rajon Rondo is not that guy. <laughs> he he doesn't fold under pressure. If anything exactly. gets better. I'm thinking the same thing too as well with that guy, Rajon Rondo. You know he gonna give you a technical file. He gonna do something crazy here, you know, then he get in your face. It's the whole thing though. He's an intimidator. He get under your skin. But I'm gonna say this: he is a quarterback on the floor of all point guards. Him and Chris Paul, mm-hmm. probably some of the high basketball IQ that you get at a guard position. They're going to put you in the right position mm-hmm. at all times, no matter what it is. They understand They understand the game of basketball. That was actually a great pickup for the Clippers and also a bad at the same time because you don't get that same firepower of offensive mm-hmm. player from Lou Williams. Um, going back home, playing for the Hawks, Lemon Pepper off uh, Lou Williams. Magic City <laughs> can't wait to see him. So... The trade you were talking about earlier, J.J. Reddit goes to the Dallas Mavericks for the New Orleans Pelicans for Nikola uh, Melli, which I thought the Mavericks actually got another. another they got two three-point shooters. Melli can shoot that rock. Melli can shoot that rock. We know what J.J. can do. Before it was Eric Jimmer, it was J.J. Reddit, y'all. Y'all better, y'all better put some respect on J.J.'s name. Before before Jimmer Fredette came along and played at BYU, it was this kid at Duke University named J.J. Reddick mm-hmm. who was shooting outstanding basketball. He was also shooting 43% from the three, 50 from the field, almost mm-hmm. 90% from the free throw line. So when y'all see J.J. Reddick, James Joseph Reddick, yes, I know the whole guy's name. You see <laughs> James Joseph Reddick under, put some respect on his name. Uh, the Pelicans also received James Johnson, another guy who always get traded. Names come up. Wes Arandu from the uh, – from the um the Dallas Mavericks, the 2021 second pick, a lot of second picks out there, and also your favorite thing, Marcus, 
podcast consideration. <laughs> I gotta call. I'm gonna call Adam Silver one day. Like you gotta explain this cast consideration to me. <laughs> like how does this even work into a team's budget? Like what is this? Right. We get extra NBA socks. Do they get right. extra game balls? What is this cast consideration? Is do this help out go money to, work. to get a to get a ten day contract player? I think I when you look at this trade. Yeah, you look at this trade. The Dallas Mavericks actually that's pretty good for them because now with JJ he's a floor general he understands his role he plays defense he's definitely well not that three ball especially from the sides so you're looking at you put him alongside what a with Luca the Don made the game we talk about uh, that's a young guy already get a triple double mm-hmm. he can have triple D now you talk about this guy can possibly get a triple double before halftime I don't put it past him he probably will accomplish I mean that's what Russell Westbrook you know, he, he gets a lot of his triple doubles before halftime. I think Luca can definitely do it too, but more efficiently, especially with adding those shooters. Right. For sure. And, and the one thing you said about the Dallas Mavericks, I always laugh about every time I say, when I hear this, you always say, you know, uh, Mark Cuban looking for the next Steve Nash and Dirt. You know, Chris Porzingis and Steve Nash. Steve Nash and Dirt. So we already talked about the Celtics guy, Evan Fournier. But the Magic's also got Jeff T, and Jeff T was waived already. And he, he's in at the end of his rope um, in the league. <laughs> he, he's been on like three teams in the last four, uh, two years actually. He's been like he changed teams twice this year. Yeah. At the, he wasn't on um, Boston at the uh, last year, so he got added this year, and then he's already on a different team. He's already waived. When he got so, when he got when he got waived, Marcus, I was hoping that. Boatholes are going to pick him up for the Milwaukee Bucks. Because I, I feel like he fit. Been a good pickup. I, I thought he would fit that criteria for him because he understands that playbook. That chemistry mm-hmm. is a little bit more different. That coaching style would fit him just right. Just not long ago, him, it was Jeff T, Al Horford, Paul no. Millsap, Kyle Korver. The Atlanta Hawks team. The Atlanta Hawks had one of the best records in the league. <laughs> and, folks, the Cleveland Cavaliers ounced them out the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Was that one of those games? <laughs> <laughs> I, was at, I was at that game, Marcus, and the crowd was mad at me. I had my LeBron jersey on. <laughs> oh, you was in Atlanta. <laughs> I was in Atlanta. You know, you know, here in Charlotte, they ain't like four and a half hours ride. Hey, every time the the, the uh, Hawks had a three, I had the fans. Hey, ATL. I'm sorry, but I had y'all mad at me that day. Every time the Cavaliers shot the rock. Marcus, that three ball said, the ball don't I was going crazy. I'm like, look. I was like, uh, J.R. Smith for three. I was like, Jerry Frank, on the bench. It hit three of them things. The Cavaliers said at that time. Changed the series. Right. Look, I said, yeah, we about to walk away with this one. I have every time I had the thunderstorms going, I'm like, for three. And sit down. Screw you, dude. I'm like, go Cavs. I said, guess what, Hawks? I said, you know the sad part about it? The uh Cam Newton, that it was on a Sunday. They lost twice. The mm-hmm. Falcons got smoked by the Panthers. Super Cam came to town and King James came to town. Mm-hmm. There was some bad mamma jammas that walked away with some mm-hmm. The guy outside was so mad at me, Marcus. He turned around, he said, Go get y'all Tuesday. I said, bruh, check your phone. Oh, he's like, that's right, man. We got swept. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no coming back. The Cavaliers 21 three pointers. 21 threes. I think the only person that hit a three was the coach. 
<laughs> John Luke probably could have hit one. Man, on out got there. ugly. So I was kind of happy about this trade right here, though, for the Miami Heat. I like Victor Oladipo. Oh, yeah. Miami Heat. A bit saved on go play for him during the offseason. He gets traded there. The Rockets in this trade from the Victor Oladipo trade from the Rockets. The Rockets also got Avery Bradley, Kelly Olunic, 2022 draft pick, which is a spot pick between those two teams, depending on how the, how the record ends in the playoffs for the second round or whatever for the season. And there's a possibility that Avery Bradley could be on a contract negotiation as a buyout. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that early suitors right now for a backup point guard would be the Los Angeles Lakers for mm-hmm. Avery Bradley. Right Going right back to LA. Like, why would you leave him in the first one? <laughs> he was doing so good last year. Like, he obviously had a fit in that Frank Fogel system. When you they yeah. won the championship, why would you uh, leave? Now, what, now, Victor Depot. you know, this season up and down, come back from injury. Marcus, where do you see the Miami Heat at with this trade? Because you called it. You said they'd be back in, right in the, in the thick of things with this trade. I mean, right if they uh, once everybody get, came back healthy. So right now, the, the, they moved up in my um, Eastern, you know, power ranking. So it's, you know, Brooklyn, obvious, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And now I'm putting Miami Heat up there. Um, I think Victor Oladipo next to Jimmy Butler should be it should be nothing but up because they they're both like the same very competitive. Their practices is going to be very intense, and I think Jimmy Butler can bring out that Victor Oladipo from what, what year was that? 2016, 17, last oh, yeah. year. Well, he was the Cavs went to the finals. Yeah, he was he 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 almost beat. The Cavs that first round, Victor Oladipo by himself. So I think Jimmy Butler can get him back at that level because it, it, he just that type of competitor. Like together, it's just it's going to be good. It's going to be a good deal. So as as I look through the Eastern Conference standings, you know we know who number one team is right now. A lot of people say Brooklyn Nets. No, right now is the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to, hey man, put some respect. I told you, Tobias Harris. I've been trying to tell you. I was like, yo. Why is he not playing up to expectations? I have was one of them guys. Like, look, I said it before the season started. I said if Tobias Harris could give you about 20, 21 points per game, that is a totally different Philadelphia 76er team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he stepped up to the occasion. Since we since you since uh Joel B went down, he's been huge for them. Dwight Howard been playing mm-hmm. big. Uh Danny Green mm-hmm. actually the Lakers up. He hit 83 mm-hmm. pointers. That was the most three pointers. Mm-hmm. I think he tied a record in Philadelphia with eight three-pointers made. And that guy could hit no threes last year in the, in the finals. Like I said, you get the Milwaukee Bucks. And you, as I look go down, as I go down the standings, as I look at the Miami Heat, in their last 10 games, they four and six. The Celtics is at four and six. But you look at that Miami Heat team, they 22 and 24. Marcus, they only two, they only two and a half games off in the fourth place. You mm-hmm. said that you said – you said that's a team you wouldn't bet against because they rape. And then that that, that uh, finals experience, you just can't get. That's what that's why I got them over Philly, is because they went to the bubble and they made it to the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. So now they they got that confidence. You know, Jimmy's just insane. He, he we ain't worried about him anyway. But the rest of those guys know, like when it comes down to it, they they gonna show up, show out. And they got some buckets. Depot. It's like, it's perfect. Yeah, you got you got Vo, a bucket, Kendra Nunn, a bucket, Tyler Hero, flamethrower, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Butler. You know he do it all. He he a utility. He's pretty much a Swiss Army knife. 
He does mm-hmm. it all. Then you got a veteran come off your bench, Andre Iguodala, give you another presence. Then you still got a veteran on the bench you don't even see the floor, UD. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Mr. Dinosaur. Um, no, 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 no disrespect. You know, just call it how it is. You know, not only reason I'm calling him a dinosaur, you know, wisdom, being old, mm-hmm. put them on the block a couple of times, know what it takes to win to get there. So you're yeah. looking at this team, I'm looking like, hey, nobody's not really talking about the Miami Heat like that because, you know, we everybody's so fascinated right now with the Brooklyn Nets, the 76ers. You know, shout out to Spike Lee, man. I just want to say shout out to Spike Lee, man. Your New York Knicks is doing it, man. They mm-hmm. back in the garden. Um, that Miami Heat team, man, they can do some damage again. That's a defensive yep. team. That's a defensive team. Hands down. Absolutely. You know, with the departure of um, of uh, Miles Leonard, you know, he got released. Can we say by him saying that that word right there? Hmm. Um, that hurt. I think that hurt him a lot just yep. because of the Jewish community. Uh, you know, you might, you might, some of the owners, they might be Jewish or, you know, some of the genius might be Jewish. You don't know that word right there. Offend people just like the N word for a lot of people, you know. Just being hatred at the at the end of the day is wrong, as we as I say before. When you were a kid in elementary school, you don't see color. You just know that's my friend. We go to school every day. We eat lunch together. We go outside for recess. Mm-hmm. Kids don't see color. You are taught that. So Absolutely. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, wrong is wrong, right is right. You knew you was wrong for saying that. How are you gonna say you didn't know what that mean? But you knew how mm-hmm. to say it. So, right. And he was mad. He was angry when he said it. So, I mean, he knew what he was saying. As our old school gym <laughs> teacher would say at Roxborough, Mr. Linton, that's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> you true. knew what you said, and you knew for a fact. You play a Call of Duty, bro. I've been called all type of words on Call of Duty, win or lose. Mm-hmm. And half the time, I only, only <laughs> respond back because my mic is on mute most of the time. So I don't play, I don't really talk to nobody on there. But it's funny that right. people would say stuff like that. It's only a video game. So you win some, you lose some. So you in the NBA, just imagine he would say if he lost a game, he at home around his people. So at the end of the day, for black, white, blue, orange, and purple, man, come on, man. Let's just stop the hatred. That's, like Martin said it best, man. Can we all just get along? Yeah. Yeah. But moving along, last trade before we jump into the other antics. The Lando Magic's also in a trade for the Denver Nuggets got Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, a future first-round draft pick, which, you know, for Orlando Magic, it's going to be a late first-round draft pick. The Nuggets actually mm-hmm. got Gary Clark and Aaron Gordon. Now, how do you feel about Aaron Gordon going to play for the Denver Nuggets? Uh, that is – I feel the same way about Victor Oladipo going to the Heat. That's like right. a perfect um, match. You know, Gordon was in Orlando. Uh, he wasn't, I felt like he was underperforming there, not maybe all his fault, but he was certainly underperforming. And I think being in Denver is going to um, ignite him, uh, playing alongside uh, Murray, you know, Jokic, uh, I think, you know, Porter Jr. I think he fits right in with them. You know, you can um, you can probably play um, Millsap Bless. Uh, and those guys, they can be the future of the Denver Nuggets. Like they, that's a team I also can see in the Western Conference Finals, like they were uh, just a year ago. But I, I don't see them beating um, the Lakers, though. 
Hey, when I look when I look at the team like the Denver Nuggets, a boy came back. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Willie Barton, mm-hmm. which I thought they missed a lot during the bubble. You know, he's a walking little bucket, give you tw- a quick twelve points every now and then. And with Aaron Gordon, they got a high flyer. Yep. They got a high flyer. You know, make that much game a little bit more easier for Paul Millsap. You know, Paul yeah, Millsap. And he's like, like hey, a. a- an answer for Jeremy Grant, who they lost. So, like, he's kind of like exactly. the that. He's a rebounder. He's going to get you that double-double. They don't need Aaron Gordon shooting no threes. He can attack mm-hmm. the basket. He's a nice 15-footer. But when you run the floor with Jokic, Jokic is a position with the rock. Mm-hmm. I always call him – Um, he is what the Cavaliers wanted in Drew uh, Elgowskis. And he right. can never live up to it because the injuries. injuries. But when he became right. available and healthy enough, Z had a set shot. Z was a beast at the 15 footer. Mm-hmm. He can hit the free throws. Now with Jokic, you get the whole package. You get the passing, the scoring, defense. He didn't even jump off the ground that high. He's in control so much. Not only that, Jamal Murray, man, the glitch. Mm-hmm. So you got the glitch. That's his nickname. So you got the glitch, and you got the Joker. Man, it gets no better than that. It gets no better mm-hmm. than that for that team. So when I look at this trade, definitely the Denver Nuggets won this trade, but. I like how Orlando Magic's definitely got younger over there, especially in the East, which probably can help them out to make them be uh, to be reckoned with if they can stick. If everybody can stay healthy, and I think Mark Mark Markel Fultz is on his way to be the most improved player of the year. The way he where they was yeah, at, he was for sure. I, I think once he got injured, because at first they were, at first they had the best record in the East for a minute before uh, the injury. So after the injury, they start they start doing this. They start going on a roller coaster ride. So I think the the Douglas won that trade. I think the team in the West, I think these two teams probably will meet up in the, in the Western Conference Finals. I'm going to say right mm-hmm. now on record, Utah Jazz and the Los Angeles Lakers. These teams haven't met up mm. since Kobe and Shaq and John Stockton and Malone. John Stockton and Malone. Stockton and Malone. Right. And the last time I think one of these teams met up like that, but the first time they met up, the Utah Jazz went on to the NBA Finals. Of course, you know who won that one, that trophy, Larry O'Brien. Went home to Michael Jordan. History do repeats itself, but can it alter itself at the same time? I think once the Lakers get healthy enough and come back, that Andre Drummond pickup now, it's going to be serious, bro. Oh, yeah. You know it. Now, you know, I mean, huh? I, was, uh, I had a thought. It came and went. <laughs> now, just we over the NBA stuff. Now, Marcus, no, before I leave this, you know, when we're looking at MVPs. I do want to bring this up. We got to do this probably like once a week. MVPs, top three MVPs right now. So for Joel Embiid and um, LeBron Hurt, uh, I would say it's Jokic. That hurt status. Yep. Jokic, Dane, um, and probably Luka. I, think, I would say those are, those are my top three. All right. Jokic, Dane, and Luka. MVPs, top three. Top three. I'm, you're only going to get one from the East. So James Harden right now. Okay. I mean, I was, I will, you know what? I will put James Harden in over Luka. I'm going to go James Harden right now. In the West, I'm going to be honest with you, Donovan Mitchell, you know I'm sticking with my guy, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. CP3. Second best record in the West, man. 31 and 14. Ball. True, true. Under the radar. Nobody's going to talk mm-hmm. about the Phoenix Suns like that. And they yeah. win it. Dang. <laughs> you know, that's how they pitch the playoffs. Steve Nash is a thing. Amari Stoudemire. Joe Johnson. Leandro Barbosa. 
That been a minute. Boris Diaw. Wow. And last time they made the playoff, they they were on. Man, it been a while. This was Charles Barkley going that big on TNT. This was before Shaq. It was just Ernie. It was just EJ, the Jet, and Barkley. Wow. That's you a long Charles, time ago. That's a long time ago. <laughs> you know, Barkley said, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. Don't feed the sons, Chris Paul. It's a point guard of all point guards. He's a point guard. <laughs> Chris Paul definitely going to vote for me, man. I love what he's doing. Their last 10 games, 7-3, man. On the road, 16-6. and six. At home, 15 to eight. That's MVP stuff right there. They not, they're 19 and eight in their conference in the West. That's, That's the deal. West. That's a big deal in the West. So Chris Paul definitely gets some love for me and mine. All right, no most improved. I ain't gonna say most improved player, but right now six men a year. Who you would say? Six men of the year. Man, this one's kind of hard. Um, it's not one I, I pay attention to too closely. Uh, hmm. Jordan Clarkson. It gotta be. I mean, I, I can't think of nobody else but him. I was trying to think Jordan of Clarkson, maybe one or two people. That dude averaged like one or two people. Jordan yeah, Clarkson. It's, it's gotta be him. Yeah. Most improved player, Marcus. Who would you say? It's a couple of those guys. Uh, I'm gonna stick with the home team. I'm gonna go with uh, Colin Sexton for sure. Colin Sexton, most improved player. Yeah. If I had to pick Colin Saxon right, right now, I can't go with him for most improved because right now they're the 12th seed. They're 17 and 29 right now. And falling, yes. <laughs> uh, most improved player. Um, I'm going to say Tobias Harris in the 76ers. Okay. You don't even go with Tobias Harris? Go with Tobias Harris. Most improved okay. player, definitely. Uh, some people may say Julius Randle. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, you know what? If if it's about winning record, um, then I will go with Julius Randle. But you know, my heart with the home team. <laughs> I would say I would say it's between Julius Randle and Tobias Harris. Especially the re- the reason I'm saying to you can't go wrong with neither one because both of teams play in the tri-state area. Mm-hmm. Julius Randle played for New York. You gotta realize New York been in so much turmoil. Charles Oakley coming through there, getting his beating up security guards, whatever the case may be. You know, um, the, the Dolans being a being a bad owner. Um, Spike Lee not coming to the games, giving his tickets away because he didn't want to see he was a bad product. You know, you talk that's a who's who's among stars. That's like mm-hmm. how LA is. That's how New York is. Julius Randle has a good case to be a most improved player. This team went nowhere in the playoffs last year. You're talking about a team that in the, in the East at best finished between 15 and 16, I mean 15 and 14 in the East. This team is the fourth seed right now in the Eastern Conference. That's a lot of set. That's huge to say. That's incredible. <laughs> in- then you're looking at, incredible. You're looking at Tobias Harris, who's been definitely stepping up huge ever since Jolin B went down. Because when people thought when Jolin B first got injured, we was thinking that this team about to go on a crash course. They could probably gonna fall about two or three spots. They holding that number one spot strong. Mm-hmm. And Joel and B should be coming back in the come in probably in a week or so. And they can just hold on to that spot. And Tobias here still play at that type of level. Man, most approved player will be hard to vote for this year. I mean, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, a lot of players have stepped it up, but did they step it up though? Because there's no fans there. That's what I, something I'd be wondering. Like, it's a lot of players playing better than what they normally do. 
but then there's no fans, you know, all the COVID stuff. Right. You know, because there's plenty of guys, like if you think about it, you know, you know, back to when you used to play, it's plenty of guys who can kill it during practice, but then during the game, they just go fade away. Yeah. And like and these games have been at the least at the beginning of the season, have been more practice like. What about this one? Rookie of the year. Oh man, I I, I was set on LaMelo, but and this is getting dicey. Yeah, it's getting dicey. <laughs> and it's getting dicey for sure. It, it, at first, you know, the mellow ball was to walk away. You know, he only been injured now for what? It's going on a week or the second week, mm-hmm. I believe now. And Anthony Everett's been a posterizing everybody, making mellow and people run into each other. He's been hitting <laughs> the three ball. And, you know, the first thing, you know, he, I remember in the draft, they said sometimes he gets bored on the floor because, you know, you know, realistically, he was a football player at that. Right. So they said so they were trying to say that his his sometimes his mind don't be on basketball all the time. Who wouldn't when you're that young making millions of dollars? You think about you got a game check. I got this. I never seen this many zeros on my checks right. since I took a test. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you look at a guy like Anthony Edwards. He's proven the doubters wrong, and I think mm-hmm. he's one of them guys that's been playing on the radar as well. It's a potential that Carl Anthony Thomas may be on the move from that team. We don't know. You it, don't he, know. He's been, he been playing good. I, I will give Carlton Hayes how's that, you know, after all he's been through this past year. Yeah, man. Uh, these last couple of games, he been, he's been playing better, a lot better. Look at D, they're 11 and 35. I think the status of D'Angelo Russell getting hurt early for them definitely put a damper on their season. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, Flip Saunders, his son got fired as well. Another damper because you got to learn a whole new system. I think to the, the owner of the Timberwolves find something. That team hasn't been great, like you said, Marcus, early in the pot since Kevin Garnett walked away from them. <laughs> Man, the last time they've been relevant was 2000, well, you know, 2008 when he got traded from them. I think they missed the playoffs that year. KG won, a, KG won MVP in 2004, which is my senior year of high school. So KG, wow. last good years in Minnesota, <laughs> I would say 06, 07. 08 was a time for them to leave. Right. The Timberwolves have no identity. They don't. They don't. Rick, I mean, Ricky Rubio's a point guard. He's he's back there point guard because he you know he originally was there. Him and Johnny Flynn. Oh, Johnny Flynn. Yeah, it's a throwback. They were drafted together. Hey, that's <laughs> a throwback. Johnny that's Flynn good. came to the league with so much. He probably had so much upside. He's probably been the next who's who's the most point guard. Also, I think. Wasn't Brandon Knight in that draft? Or is it? I, I think that was the next fall. I think that was the next. No, no, he got my bad. He got drafted with Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight was with yeah, Kyrie. I was going to say he's a Kyrie. That age bracket. All right. Well, I'm going to say rookie of the year. I haven't seen, we haven't seen the co rookie of the year since Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. Yeah, so Can this be a year for it? If you go record wise, they say, hey, let's go record wise. Anthony Edwards be smoked out. Because <laughs> <11 35, laughs> United 35 don't compare to 23 and 22. And yeah. the Hornets right now is fifth in the East. So not at all. Before we wrap this up, we're going to move on off the NBA talk. We're going to go right into the NFL. NFL is going into a 17-game season. A couple of teams get extra home games. And next year, so you get the extra home game this year, but the next fall, you don't get the extra home game. You get the extra away game. You play that team away. So how do you feel about the extra game? A lot of parents don't like it because they feel like if we get an extra game in, how about we get a bye week, like another right. bye? And I'm right, right there alone with the players. Like football is such a, uh, it's a brutal you know, sport. contact sport. 
you hitting each other all the time. Give them another week off, if anything, um, rather than another game. You know, I, I didn't really understand that. Um, I, I think, if anything, it's like, you know, I felt like it, it may have been a way to kind of bring in another NFL team, but I wasn't, you know, wasn't sure because of all the, all the shifting of the teams from LA to, you know, to Vegas from, like they were trying to get more teams to California and Vegas. And it seems like they did that, but I thought they would have added another team in spite of doing that, but they didn't. So now I'm just really confused about this extra game. Like it's just more money for the owners who are already Oh yeah, oh, definitely pocket money. They try to make up for COVID. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they haven't had, had added an extra game since the merger of the NFL. So that go back to like the, to, to like the night, what, 1976 or 78 season? So you're talking about it a long time since they had another, another, uh, added mm-hmm. another game. So you get the extra game. Now, what happened? Now, listen to this, Marcus. Now, this, now, this, now, this is the crazy part before you talk about Deshaun Watson. If you go eight, 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 and one, guess what? You missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you, we probably won't get no tie this year. We're gonna get one next year. I can bank on that. Eight, eight, and one, you don't go to the playoffs. Now, in hindsight, if you go to opposite, say if you went the opposite, if you go now, say if you got three teams, eight, seven, and one, right? Right. So the team you get in who got the most points. So you can actually miss the playoffs with a good record, just like that team. Somebody's somebody's getting in, somebody's not getting out. So we're gonna have the same. We're gonna have the same conversation every year. Mm-hmm. This team <laughs> should have got in. Blah blah blah. So. For you to win, I mean, you got to get that extra road win, and you got to get mm-hmm. that extra home win. So you can't. So you got to play hard every week. I, I was with the players too. Like you say, you with the players. I believe they should have gave them. Hey, we played. Everybody played the first four weeks of the NFL. Everybody, there's no games in week five. That's right, the bye exactly. week. That's the whole bye week. You practice like all star break. <laughs> you come back. You come back. You play six more games. You play six more games. You get a buy there. Then you finish the game off with your last five, and that's it. You get your bye weeks. So you always can squeeze them in. So everybody, everybody off, everybody off the same bye week. Everybody getting the same rest. Because it's mm-hmm. not fair to one team that's on the bye week in the NFL, which I never did. Like you're on the bye week. After your bye week, you gotta come play a team that's already mentally fresh. And sometimes mm-hmm. the fresh team always beats you. The team that's not fr- the team that's playing every week that's been playing while like, you coming off can beat you. So it, right. it's it's weird. Yeah, or or um, like yeah, if it's like the opposite way of that, like you can play a team, play uh, let's say you play on Thursday. Oh, and, and you then play on Sunday, and then play on Sunday. <laughs> or That's Thursday, tough. then it would be Monday. So right. you play Thursday, you play a a grind out game. You got players hurt, and then you play on Monday against a team that's been on a bye week <laughs> and like, they ain't got nobody hurt, like, <laughs> like fresh. Know. Like look at the like in the, in the AFC North, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. That's a bang bang beat them up division. Mm-hmm. So when you look at a division, it's almost like the AS the NFC West with Seattle, uh, San Francisco, Arizona, dome guys beat up everybody. Just like that, that mm-hmm. that's a hitting situation. Like you said, Marcus, just imagine the Browns play Pittsburgh Sunday, then that Thursday. Pittsburgh go play Baltimore. <laughs> what type of rest is that? Are you getting? There's no rest at all. All the money grab. All right, mm-hmm. moving right along. You know the world's going. You know Deshaun Watts came out saying he want to be traded. You know JJ Watt got mm-hmm. traded with a problem. 
Uh, D-Hop got traded with no problem. But as soon as Mr. Deshaun Watson said he went out and want to be traded, they told him no. Because that was a franchise quarterback. How do you feel about this situation, Marcus, about Deshaun Watson? I know how I feel. How do you feel? Uh, I think it, it, he he do for his. You know, like if he want to be traded, he didn't put in um, enough work, mm-hmm. uh, effort to the Houston, Texas organization that he he should be able to be traded. I mean, even when last year when they weren't great, he had like one of the better quarterback ratings out of everybody in football mm-hmm. with a depleted team with – you know, his best wide receiver traded. Um, he still came out and managed to play good QB. Yeah. And now he's saying, y'all ain't do enough. I want to be out of here. And that's a problem. That, and that, I, I don't agree with that. That's that's messed up. Shout out to Deshaun Watson. He won me fantasy football this year. Yes, sir. <laughs> but on a realistic you note, know, since this man came out and has to be traded, you know, you know, Deshaun's his middle name. Let people know that, you know. No, oh, going, you know, being down here, but living in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, been to some Clemson games. You know, his name is his first name is Derek. Just let y'all know. A lot of people know his name is Derek. It's Derek Deshaun that. Watson. Deshaun just sound more marketable than Derek than Derek Watson. So you <laughs> know. So I'm looking at when I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. I remember this as well. The Browns had to pick. All I had to do was turn the card in and trade him away to the Houston <laughs> Texans. I'm telling myself, yo, we about to get Deshaun Watson. Or we about to be hype. We gonna be good. Trade him away. He went to the Houston, <laughs> Texas. And so far, he been having he been having a great career down there, except for he missed the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, this past season. I feel like since he asked for a trade, I feel like the owner of the Houston, Texas, which is Bob McNair's son, I feel like they trying to push this issue of these lawsuits on him, Marcus. Like yeah, where these law- this man asked for a trade. A week later, people, a week later, 12 women's names come out. They say he, that Mr. Deshaun Watson sexually harassed him. Did not even, a couple of days ago, was it five more names come out, Marcus, taking a total of 17. Then they say he could be more. As my gym teacher said, that's a bunch of baloney. Just because a man said he want to be traded, and by y'all being owners, y'all think y'all own him. That is... Just the good old boy lead. That is terrible. I don't even know what to say that. Like, because on one hand, like that's like a very serious accusation to accuse him of that. And if they, but I, like, I've been seeing so many different reports on that. Like, they can't get the the women whose names they got down as testifying. Now they can't validate them. I've been seeing all types of things, like. I want to take those these accusations seriously because you know if a woman says you sexually harassed her, yes, it yes, should definitely absolutely. be taken serious. But like you said, it is it, the timing of it's just wrong. It's too it's too too wrong. He asked for a trade. Now all of a sudden, um, he has assault no. cases against him. And no, he go ahead. I was gonna say, and from jump, everybody just say how remarkable of a person he is. Not even football, like. His first year in the league, um, he paid for all the, you know, uh, the people who clean the stadium, people, he paid for their salary because of the hurricane in Houston. Like, how can you go from a guy like that to now he's sexually harassing one? It just, it don't add up. I mean, I don't know what to think about it. It's, it's just all wrong. It's <laughs> just like you said, it's all wrong. Now, if this is true, Marcus, shame on Deshaun Watson. Right. But at this part, for him, 
if this if this put like if this the owner line on Deshaun Watson, on Deshaun Watson, that's even it's worse. even worse because now it's gonna like as a white man in America mm-hmm. and a black guy playing football, I'm an owner of a team. I own you. If this come out like that, and this if, if one of these guys are hurt by this and hurt their career, say this was true about Deshaun Watson. This dude would never play football ever again. Yeah. Not what that means. Seventeen women. Seventeen women. I mean, that's that's just like a lifestyle for him, which is it, right. That's just evil, in my opinion. Now, you know, guys get caught in this in this stuff like this, and I don't think it's true. And you know, one part of me like you want to believe, it, and the other part of it, don't want to believe it. Deshaun Watson, I don't think you do anything like that. First and foremost. Yeah, just Second of all, we talking about Deshaun Watson, man. You know. I'm cool on my skin and my sexuality. That's a handsome guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he can get any woman he want to. Why he ain't going to sexually yeah. harass some woman? That's Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to do that. Now, this owner line, he's going to be made a, He's gonna be made an example. The commissioner got to force his hand like he never had before. This ain't, this, yeah. this you talk about a scandal? That should not be acceptable. No, we know, the NF, we know what the NFL stands for. We know it stands for National Football League, but we know it stands for not for long. Mm-hmm. If this come out as the owner being wrong, they gotta do he gonna have to sell the team like they did Donald Sterling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then, that's no, not don't, right. They don't that's talk about that. Say. Look, they don't talk about that. If that happened, don't nobody want to play for the Houston Texans if he's still the owner. Mm-hmm. He got like you said, he's gonna have to sell the team. He gonna have to go. players on the team should feel definitely feel some type of way. Right. The next quarterback that come there. Should definitely feel some type of way. Like if things don't go well here and I want to get out, this is the type of stuff that man gonna be. Now, now I'm gonna tell you something else. What I'm appalled about? Why his teammates ain't speak up? Don't yeah. nobody have his back, Marcus? I haven't Somebody heard anybody definitely testify I, like yeah. Deshaun would never do that. At least say that. Like he would never right. do that. But Deshaun Washington being smart, he's not speaking on the situation because he's a good lawyer. But there's one thing. If y'all say y'all are brotherhood. We in this locker room together. We rule high, clacking helmets mm-hmm. together, saying prayers. Why none of his teammates didn't speak up? If you know this not true, JJ mm-hmm. Watt, you know this probably not true. D Hop, you played with him. I know you've been to his house before. I know y'all kicked <laughs> it. I know y'all sat sure. the same table and had grace and had grace together. Why y'all not <laughs> why y'all not speaking up for this man? If that was the case, if that was anybody on my team, hey. I'll be with Deshaun Watson most of the time. i never seen Deshaun Watson never sexually harassed a woman. Mm. Where are your teammates at, bro? Right. They ain't got your back. And TV not talking about that. That's what got me mad. Mm. I didn't hear nobody say where his teammates at. They on vacation. They ain't worried about Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, if this is not true, man, get out of Houston, man. Mm-hmm. Your teammates ain't got your back, bro. Your brothers in your locker room, Y'all play with a 55-man roster. You the 55th per you the out of the 55 guys, you one of the 55. Where the 54 guys at? <laughs> John will say, Marcus. That's a, I mean, that's a, a statement in itself that nobody ain't saying nothing. I mean, and then in a little fairness to them, like it has they been asked, you know, because the first thing they uh they typically do is start asking teammates, you know. Uh, acquaintances like is is this the type of person he is right. i haven't seen any of that now on us today a brother that said a person i think that deshaun watson is in a bit of trouble here said meredith duncan a professor at university of houston law center 
this isn't going away anytime soon for him. I certainly think, don't think there's nothing there just because criminal charges haven't been filed yet. Like, how are you going to say that he might be in a bit of a trouble? Then you bag it up towards the end of your sentence. There's been no criminal charges that's been filed. An owner that's worth a billion dollars can make up charges. You go down to the police station, I'll give you X amount of dollars to say Deshaun Watson did this. Forget all that. Let's make these women take a polygraph test. Right. If you want the real answer. Like I said, I read somewhere where they couldn't um, validate the names like with actual people. Mark, it's called forgery. <laughs> False allegations. Like, that's not true. That's not true. That's only what I can say. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. And, and young men growing up, a young black man and growing up in today's society, my wife said the best. And it always is it hit me even more now because I have a son of my own. You have two sons. Mm-hmm. A black man only get one chance at this. She said that's all you get is once. One chance. Mm-hmm. So as us being fathers in America, you have to raise your young boys to be men. Right. Same thing for women, too. We got girls. You got two girls. I got two girls. We have to raise our children in a way that we got to tell them, look, you get one chance at this thing. And the one thing my dad always said is, if if you went to college and got a degree in business management or engineering, and a white, a young man, white male or Caucasian male, female come in, and she got the same, or him got the same degree and the same thing, Who's going to get a job first? That's a that's a fact. It's about it's the not by the content of your character, as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, it's the color of your skin. You scared of me because of the color of my skin. How many times you walk down, Marcus, down the street, and you can be by yourself, and it could be three or four white people on the same sidewalk as you. Who's crossing the street first? They are. <laughs> we can walk down the street. I can walk down the street. We can walk down the street with five guys, five black dudes. They can be 10 white dudes. They still going to cross the street. And the crazy thing is, we don't think like that. Right. I don't go outside thinking, who's going to beat me up? My whole <laughs> thing is, when I step outside is, my father said it best. Son, when you outside, this is a game called life. You please like, you play sorry, right? I said, yeah. He said, you can roll the dice. You can take six steps forward. But as soon as you get in trouble, you're going to slide all the way back home. And the first thing you're going to say, I'm sorry. Now you're in jail. Mm-hmm. The first thing you're going to say, it's easy to get in trouble, but it's hell to get out of. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you got to be careful what you do. Just because th- this man just wanted a, tra- a trade from a team. Mm-hmm. On all that note. Sudden, he's a serial sexual assault. <laughs> and, and Deshaun Watson, only 25 years old, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and according to him, he said he always treated women with the utmost respect. These are mirrorless encounters. These are lies. He's getting blackmailed. Hmm. Like you said, Marcus, I'm looking at it right now. There's no evidence or no women's names. <laughs> hey, man, rest in peace, Andy Griffith. Where is Matlock when you need him? Because this is not <laughs> one person that can solve this damn case. Uh, hey. <laughs> so... Any closing remarks, Marcus, before we wrap this up? Uh, just stay safe out there. Uh, you know, another um, prayer up to Justin's family. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and 
that just the shot situation is just it's just a shame. I mean, I don't know what to think of this. <laughs> so I can say. Uh, my closing remarks is hey people, be safe out there like Mark said it best. Uh Mark Senior at that is said it best, you know, stay safe out there. Everybody love they everybody love when they on their kids, spouses, whatever. You get one shot at this thing on my wife. So you one shot at life. So make the most of your days. And at that time, this after hours live with Man Cave. I'm your host, Tay Wiggs. It's your co-host Mark Sane. We out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page. That's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave. And click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.